Good morning, Life Center. How we doing? Who's excited to be here today? Come on. Like this is, this is right up there with Christmas and Easter. It's a big deal, man. I was talking to the, the people who were getting baptized today. I was talking to them in the office, and I'm like, this is, this is new. This is like brand new. This is where you get a fresh start, a clean start. This is where all of our, according to scripture, this is where our sin is remitted or washed away or forgiven. This is when you go in this sinful creature and you come out this brand new person. All your past is gone. It's a brand new fresh start and that is an exciting day. I'm going to, I'm going to talk for just a few minutes and I want to start with, and we're going to get these baptisms, but I want to begin today with something that I learned just a few weeks ago. And I don't think he's back in yet. Yeah, he never left. But a few weeks ago, Brian and Terry got married, and we were thrilled. She's back there. They're just sweethearts, man. They're just sweethearts. And, and they got married, and Tawana and I were meeting with them before they got married, talking, you know, doing the whole premarital thing and, and about the order of service and priorities and all this stuff. And I did ask permission to share this, so I'm going to share this today. And we're talking about conflict resolution. And they shared how they handle conflict. And, or when, when they see things in a discussion going in a wrong direction, somewhere where they can see it's going to end up in a, in a place they don't want to be, and how they handle it. And I'm going to give you the backstory and then tell you what they do. So the backstory is this. They had just started dating. Sorry, dude. <laughs> they had just started dating, and they were going to go out on a date, and he was going to pick her up. And apparently Brian dressed more casual typically, and that's cool. I, I, I like that. And he went to pick her up, and he got out of his vehicle, went up. She opened the door, and she was, man, she was ready to go. And she was dolled up and hair, hair done, makeup done, and looking nice. And he's like, man, you're dressed up. <laughs> that's what he said to her. <laughs> Just started dating. Man, you're dressed up. Guys, take notes. She said, I was just taken aback by that look. She said, I just closed the door. <laughs> she said, I just closed the door. And he, he's like, I, I, I was out there for a minute. And he's like, I knocked on the door. And he said, I'd like to start over. And, and that is the coolest thing. And, and that foundation, that moment where he didn't say exactly what he needed to say, because the second time she opened the door, it's like, man, you look gorgeous. <laughs> and that was the key to unlock that lock. <laughs> and then they could go on about their date. It was one of the best things I've ever heard. But the cool thing about that is that was the foundation for their conflict re resolution. Whenever they see something going in the wrong direction, or one of them starts out by coming in and saying the wrong thing and setting the, uh, the wrong tone, the wrong note, the wrong foot, however you want to say that, they just simply stop. The person that's doing it, they just stop. And they say, I'd like a do-over. And the other person immediately says, okay, that's cool. And they start that moment, that discussion, that conversation, that instance, they start over on a brand new page. How cool is that? See, some of y'all can't do that because you can't admit you're wrong. You're like, we came to see people get baptized. 
But when, in, in the moment that you realize that you're wrong, that you've said the wrong thing, that you've inferred the wrong meaning or gesture or whatever it is, in that moment when you realize I've done wrong and in their relationship, and they both do it, she said, one day I came in from work and she's like, I'm a list person. I'm not trying to sell you guys out. But she came in apparently saying, this, the boom, 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 boom. And they had both just gotten all work. She said, okay, stop. I realize what I'm doing. I need to do over. How was your day? And how cool is that? That's good relationship advice. If you're in a relationship, man, it never hurts to just stop, take a step back and say, okay, let's reframe this. Let's refocus this. And why am I going into all about this? It's one of the most amazing strategies, most effective strategies that I've seen in talking to people getting married or that are married because it can completely diffuse the situation. It acknowledges wrong. It serves as really an apology. It tells the other person that you value them and that you want to give them more than you're giving them right that moment and it, it's a reference point to right a wrong. So I was thinking about baptism and, and, and I decided that in the context of how they do this, that this moment that happens today in this water, it's not magic water. It's you making a decision that you want to change your life and you want to give your life to Jesus. But this, what happens today in this water is the ultimate, the biggest do-over that you will ever get in your life. This moment right here is the moment that you say, God, I realize where I am. I realize that I am a sinner, that I haven't done there's no way without you that I can do everything right. And even with you, it's going to be a struggle, and I'm still going to sin. I'm still going to fail. But in this moment, I want to give you my life, and I would like a do-over. And you know what? The, the, the most amazing thing about God is this. The Bible says that he has this thing called a sea of forgetfulness, or it's a place where he puts stuff, where he chooses to take all of your wrongs, all of your offenses, all of your transgressions, and he puts them there. And he chooses not to remember them. So think about this. All the things that you've done, you've said, you've acted certain ways today, in this moment, he chooses not to remember them again. This is the biggest do-over that you will ever get. The biggest one that you'll ever get. So let's look back at the baptism of Jesus. I'm going to be quick, but I want to go over this. In Matthew 3, Scripture says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized, because John recognized who he was. He knew that, who Jesus was. And John said, I need to be baptized by you, Jesus. And, and why are you coming to me? And Jesus said, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the moment where Jesus coming from Galilee is all planned. And John had been telling people about Jesus coming. When he saw Jesus, he knew who he was. And he wasn't just Joe and Mary's son. He was Jesus Christ. And, and this happened in this moment, and when, this picture right here, when somebody says, do I really need to be baptized? <laughs> if Jesus was baptized, <laughs> man and God, perfect, without sin, 
born without sin. And if he gave us this example by being baptized himself, how can I not need to be baptized? Scripture says this about baptism. Whoever, in Mark 16, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever doesn't believe will be condemned. 1 Corinthians says, For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. So we're baptized into one body. And that's the body of Christ. We've talked about this. And then in Acts chapter 2, when, when they came out of the upper room and they had received God's spirit, and, and, and they're like, what do we need to do? And, and if, you, if you look back, Jesus told Peter, he's like, whatever you say is how it's going to be is how it's going to be. Peter replied, you repent, you be baptized, every one of you. You repent, you're baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you what? You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're being told that we need to be baptized. We're baptized in the body of Christ. So let's, let's make a, a progression here. In, in Galatians 3, Scripture says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And then in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You're making a declaration today that says, I am going to be a new person. It's, it's not something magical that happens that you come out and, you, and you're, just, you're, you're suddenly sinless and can never sin again. No, you're making a decision to be a different person. You're making a decision to follow Jesus. And, and by default, the closer you get to Jesus, the better person you are. Because Jesus is righteous. He's holy. He's, he's everything that we aspire to be. And the closer we get to him, the better we are. So let's make the leap. We're baptized. We put on Christ. When we're in Christ, we're made new, new every morning. So going back to Terry and Brian's story, this is the greatest do-over in history that you will ever see. Because what's happened to these people being baptized today, like every believer who's baptized, they get a do-over every single day. Because his mercies are new when? Every morning. Do I deserve it? No. Do any of you deserve it? No. But I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the comfort of knowing that because of what Jesus did, I get to identify with him and the death, the burial, and the resurrection that he modeled for me. And I get to do it through this celebration of baptism. The Bible says that when one, one, one person turns their life around, when one person changes their life in this water, that heaven celebrates Heaven is celebrating today over every single person that is making this declaration and being baptized with him. So I think we should celebrate as well. So you feel free. You don't have to sit there all stoic and proper. This is not proper church. You can yell. You can whistle. You can clap. You can run laps if you want. I don't care. We can redo the Blues Brothers. It doesn't matter. We're going to celebrate today that people are giving their lives to Jesus and they're changing their future and they're changing generations by what they're doing here today. That's what's serious about this. Generations are being altered this morning. Generations. Nobody can do this for you. We're talking in the office before. I'm like, this is your decision. This is your moment where you're declaring, this is what I want to do with my life. That's why we don't baptize babies. Babies can't make that decision. A parent can't save a baby. So we don't baptize babies. 
We baptize people who see what they need to do, and they take the steps to do it. So today we celebrate. We celebrate the occasion of lives being changed. We celebrate the choices that are going to alter futures. And through this decision today, through this act, change will come to your lives. Change will come to your house. Because through this act, you put on Jesus. Through this act, you get the greatest do-over in history. And we're about to do this. So here's how it's going to work. Everybody's going to come up one by one. Jimmy's first. And when he comes up, whenever your, whenever your person comes up, if you want to come up here with him, if you want to get around the tank, if you want to just stand up here, if you want to take pictures, you do what you want to do. Because this is about celebrating our family. This is about a celebration of what's going to happen here. So they're going to play some music soft, and we're going to get the person in the tank, and then we'll, we'll pause, and we'll pray with them. This is a very private moment, but it's a very public moment. So we'll pray with them. Laura's going to read. Every person will have written down why they're doing what they're doing. And she's going to read that, and we're going to celebrate what's going on. James Muggridge IV. His grandparents introduced him to the Life Center, and he's been attending for over three years with his grandparents and his dad. Pastor Jason, who's going to baptize him today, is the Life Center member that has impacted his spiritual journey and everyone on the upstairs team, he said. That's our Life Kids upstairs. Our Life Kids team is amazing. He accredits Vacation Bible School for his spiritual journey. And the people here just make you feel like family. That's what's led him to this moment. Next, we're going to have a mother and son. They're going to do this together. Will Wise. He heard about the Life Center from the Rogers family and has been attending about three years. His mom has impacted his spiritual journey. He wants to know that he can see Jesus after this life. And that's what's led him to this moment with Jesus in his heart. Juliana Cornelius has also attended the Life Center about three years and was also introduced to the Life Center by the Rogers family. Shannon, Ross, and Pastor Scott are LC members that have impacted her spiritual journey. She's always been a Christian, saved and baptized as a child. But this is a new way of life for her today and a start to a brand new spiritual journey. She couldn't be happier. Maya Salazar. 
She heard about Elsie from a friend and has been, been attending for about two years. Elsie members that have had an impact on her spiritual journey are Shannon Rogers and Pastor Andrew. I know that I must be cleansed in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. I've never been baptized. I believe this is the time to be baptized. Jennifer Macy. She's been attending the Life Center for about six months and was introduced to the Life Center through her boyfriend, Harold. I love this one. The sermons, God's word, is what has impacted her spiritual journey. I met Harold and he asked me to attend church with him when we were first dating. I'm also a member of the NA group that meets here on Sunday nights. So I've developed God through that program, but coming to church helped me even more. It motivates me to be more positive, and it makes me want to grow and learn more and fellowship with others who are on the same journey. Kimberly Jones. She has been in and around the Life Center for on and off for over 20 years. Her brother Jeff and Aunt Nita have impacted her spiritual journey. I have had a lot of struggles throughout my life, and I have always called on God to see me through. But I'm realizing how short life really is, and that's why I'm making this decision today. with your family, your friends, celebrate, just have an amazing day. And remember that today is what? Oh, it's a brand new day. It's the biggest do-over that you'll ever get. God bless you. Guests, we're glad you're here. We hope today has made a difference for you. We have a VIP center right in the back. If you'll stop by there on your way out, we'd love to thank you for being here. But you guys have a great day. God bless you. Love all of you.